Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Virginia Baker, who's making her fiction debut with a YA novel, The Witch Hunter. It's being published in June by Little Brown, which is sponsoring this podcast. The Witch Hunter is sent in Anglia, an alternate version of 16th century England, in which magic and witchcraft are forbidden and the use of them is punishable by death. Elizabeth Gray is one of the king's skilled witch hunters, but when she's accused of being a witch herself, she quickly becomes caught between powerful witches and those who hunt them, neither of which may be entirely trustworthy. Uh, Virginia, thanks for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, congrats on your first book. How did the story originally get its start for you? Oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, I had been living in London for about four years with my family, and we had moved back to the States, and I had sort of gone through this reverse culture shock, which is actually a real thing. You know, I I hadn't been back to the States very much in the time that I was over there, and it just, and, you know, and coming back, and we were new, we'd moved to the San Francisco Bay Area, and I was new to that area. And um, I was just, it was just shocking to be back. Everything is so different after, you know, London is such a different life. And, uh, and so it's kind of going through this, this reverse culture shock of I'm back and I don't know what to do. And uh, I'd gone back to work. I had done internet startups for about six years before I had uh, moved to London and I was taking a bit of a sabbatical from work while I was there. And um, so I'd gone back to work and being away from technology for four years is quite a long time. And uh, it was a bit of a shock as well. So, mm. you know, I'd kind of worked for about nine months. And then um, I just, I, I kind of couldn't do it anymore. So I, I quit that. And then I was sort of at this, you know, at this crossroads. It's just like, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I, and so um, I, I kind of have this bucket list that I go off, this life bucket list of all these things that I want to do. And living in London was one and um, writing a novel was another one. And so uh, me and my husband was like, well, you know, you've got the time. You, you could just try that, give that a go if you wanted to. And so I did. And I actually, when I had started to write the book, there was never any intention of getting it published. And that's the, the strange thing about this whole entire journey is that um, there was really no intention for me to be published. It was just something that I wanted to do to see if I could do it. And then, and now here I am. So <laughs> what, at what point did you realize that maybe the subject of what you wanted to write about was back in England where you just uh, come from? Uh, well, let's go back. That goes back a little bit to the to the culture shock, but um, just sort of a way of putting myself back there. But ah. <laughs> while, while I was there, I um, I was really had kind of gotten into just. British history. And, and that was really just, that kind of came about organically, really. Obviously, I wasn't doing it to research a novel because at that time I didn't know that I was going to write one. But, uh, you know, just living in London and walking, you know, we didn't have a car. So you just, we were walking around and you know, you're seeing all of these, these things, these castles, these cathedrals and these museums. And they're just, and you know, you, you go into them and, you know, you have this experience. And then, of course, with, with every everything that you go into, they sort of lead you through the, um, the book the bookstore afterwards. And then I would always pick up a book and, you know, anything from like Eleanor of Aquitaine, like War of the Roses, Jane Grey, Mary Queen of Scots, anything. I would just pick up this novel and then I would, or, or historical, it was biography or historical fiction. I'd just pick it up and read it. And, um, that would sort of, you know, spur me to go to yet another place. And then it sort of, the cycle would start all over again. And so I just really got into, the history of it. And so, and I just remember thinking when I sat down to write that I just really liked that particular world at that particular time. And um, so I just uh, kind of went from there and just, mm. <laughs> and just dove into it. So, yeah. Okay. And now I know there's a, um, there's a real life uh, sort of witch hunter, Matthew Hopkins. Was he, mm -hmm. I understand, was he part of also the inspiration that sort of helped you create this world? 
Yeah, what actually was interesting is is when I had um, for the very first the first draft of the novel, it was very different than than what it is now. And actually, um, the main character was not a witch hunter at all. Um, it had started out very sort of your typical fantasy, right, with with princesses and kings and queens. And, and I had kind of invented this world and I had written a draft and then, you know, that first draft was obviously no good. And so I went back and I thought, well, maybe, you know, I've completed this. Maybe I can go back and make it better. And um, it was about halfway through that draft when my main character, I think, was still a long lost princess or something. Mm. And, um, and I was doing the research and that's when I came upon Matthew Hopkins. I was actually looking for a villain or an additional villain rather. And then I came upon him and I thought, oh my gosh, what if I make her the witch hunter? And so about halfway through that second draft is when she became the witch hunter and everything just sort of changed. And so it was by the time that I had hit about the third, I say draft, but it's really more like a rewrite that we really kind of had the beginnings of what the book is now. You know, as far as the, the sort of witchcraft and magical elements in the story, it seems like there's a real diversity to what you've included, you know, astrology and herbal remedies and alchemy. <laughs> you know, they, they, they come up at various points, but there's mm-hmm. also ghosts and there's this really much more powerful magic as well. Was that important to you, I guess, to have that sort of a spectrum present in the world that you created? Obviously, I didn't want to try to do the Harry Potter type magic because obviously that's that's done perfectly and I couldn't in no way touch that, but I really wanted to, it felt right to me that with, you know, sort of the, the alchemy and the, and the, the herbal magic that I just felt a little more true to the time, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and so, yeah, so that, so I wanted to, to do that just so that it, it felt just closer to that time period as, as, as opposed to being a little more modern i guess and and because I, I felt like that would probably make people think of harry potter i guess mm-hmm. was it important to you to try to uh, keep yourself to uh, you know keeping your this world sort of parallel to what 16th century england would have been like in our world or did you feel like you had freedom to sort of take it farther outside that uh, you know given that this was a separate world well, you know, when I first started and I, and I had first thought that, well, I wanted to do it in this time period, um, you know, it's harder because some of the, a lot of the historical fantasies that I had read or prior to that, you know, they're very um, serious in the sense that they use, you know, the language is very, you know, there's a lot of mayhap and thus and thine. And, and, and I felt like I, I wouldn't be able to do that with any authenticity. And so I, I, wanted to use a little bit more modern of a language. And I, and I, and I didn't think that that was actually possible until I had read, um, Philippa Gregory does a great series, um, of historical, it's not fantasy, it's historical fiction. And it's about, it, it covers kind of all of Henry VIII's wives and, and, um, obviously it takes place during that time. And that was probably the first, um, historical fiction that I had read that used act that used modern language that didn't actually do the throwback to the to the more the more typical language that you you read in those kinds of books and so that was really the first time where I thought oh I can actually do this and I can use that kind of language and it actually works and you know for for you know for a character who's as powerful and strong as Elizabeth is uh, you know and when the, the book opens she's really sort of caught between a rock and a hard place which yeah. is probably putting it way too politely yeah. uh, when, when she runs afoul of uh, Anglia's laws uh, regarding magic so was the role and standing of women sort of at this time something else you wanted to uh, look at closely in the book? A little bit. I mean, of course, you know, that's probably 
the most fantastical <laughs> part of the book or one of them um, is that, you know, I, I don't think typically women would have had that that type of freedom. So I did, I, I, you know, I took some liberties there. But I mean, I think I was really trying to focus more on on her self-reliance, I think, rather mm-hmm. than her standing as, as as a woman, if that makes sense. Sure. You know, going back to the, the novel sort of getting off the ground and getting started, um, did you know going into it that this was going to be a young adult novel specifically? Or was that something that developed along the way? No, I'm just a huge fan of young adult and, and I just, and I've been reading it for for so long and I love it. And, and I just, and that's just sort of where my head was, I guess. Um, I, the original inspiration for me was, it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets the Tudors. And that's hmm. kind of how I had um, thought of it when I first went in. So, yeah. And uh, you mentioned before that when you started to write this, you weren't even thinking about it being published. So with that being the case, how did the book eventually then find its way to a publisher? Well, like I said, I had written that the first draft, the initial draft, and it was just terrible. But, you know, while I was doing that, I, I actually discovered that it, it kind of became a little bit more than just, you know, this bucket list item that I had just wanted to do and check off and say, oh, I had, I had written a book. Um, because, but somewhere about halfway through, I, I discovered that I really liked doing it. And so, um, you know, once I had finished and I had this terrible, terrible first draft, I kind of went back and said, okay, well, now I've got this. Let's see if I can make this better. And so, like I said, the second draft was better halfway through that. She became the witch hunter. And then everything sort of started to click into place. And then the third draft is, is really where I thought, oh, you know, I can actually maybe show this to somebody. Um, you know, my husband knew I was working on it. And I had some friends that knew that I was working on it, sort of, you know, trying to keep me honest so that they would sort of check in and be like, how's that book coming? It's a little harder to quit if you, if people know that you're, that you're doing this. But, um, and so I had, I had started, um, I, about this, the end of the third draft, I had trickled it out to um, my husband, to a couple of friends, and um, two of my friends actually are in the entertainment industry. Um, one is a screenwriter, and the other is a, is a voiceover actress. And, and they had read it, and they just and they really liked it. And they said, "What are you going to do with this?" And I said, oh, "I don't really know." And they said, oh, "You should try to get an agent." And and I, I said, I have, no, "I have no idea how to go about getting an agent." And so they really actually kind of pushed me, and they said, "Well, if you don't send it out, then we're going to." So mm-hmm. at that point, I had really I thought, "Okay, well, you know, I'll look into it." So. Very good. And then um, are you writing full-time now at this point? Is that- I am writing full-time, yeah. <laughs> and um, this book uh, ends you know, with more to come. A sequel is definitely uh, on the horizon, right? Yeah, I'm actually um, finishing the sequel right now. So. And what about uh, after that? Are there plans for more? Um, you know, I don't know. We've sort of talked back and forth. I, I do have a plan for a third book, um, which is also with Little Brown, that is, uh, that's not set in the Witch Hunter world, but we have sort of talked back and forth about a third one. So we'll see how that goes. And now that you sort of realized, I guess, how, uh, how much you enjoy doing this, are, are you also sort of mulling other projects outside the world of these books beyond the, this one? Do you think writing YA is where you'd see yourself staying for the time being? You know, I I do like why I really do. I um, it is you know it's like I said, it's what I enjoy reading, and I really do enjoy working on it. Um, lately, I've sort of gone on a um on an, an adult binge, and so but I so I don't really quite think um you know I, I I'm I'm there yet, but um because I like my head is just so immersed in <laughs> YA right now. But maybe somewhere along the line, I think about it. Yeah. And, you know, I know it's early yet uh, since the book's not out till June, yeah. but, but uh, have you started to hear from readers who are finding their way to early advanced copies of the book and that sort of thing? 
Ah, uh, I have. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's, it, it's great and it, and it, and it is great. I, I'm trying to sort of wean myself off of, of reading reviews because at first it's really exciting because you think, oh my gosh, there are actual people who are not friends and not family reading this and, um, who are lovely and who have lovely things to say. And, but you know, I, I those, those reviews are meant for readers. They're not meant for me. And so, and I, and I try to, and you really have to think that. And sometimes, you know, um, You'll read one that just, that that doesn't sit right, or it, you know, you'll think, oh, you know, it, it, maybe they they miss the point, or not miss the point, but that I mean, obviously, that's their that's their opinion that maybe just doesn't work with what your opinion might be, sure. and so it's like, yeah, so it's just it's not it's it's for readers, it's not for me. So I'm really definitely trying to to keep away from that mm-hmm. from now on. And have there been any? Uh, I want to say surprises, but what what's um, if anything has surprised you at, since you coming into the world of you know publishing, which is something you didn't necessarily set out to do for, in, from the beginning. Ah, uh, what surprised me? Um, you know, people talk about publishing being slow, but I will tell you that it doesn't feel that slow to me. It feels mm-hmm. really fast um, because it takes a long time to write a book. I mean, that sounds dumb to say because you because you do you see people that that you know can write several books a year, and I am in awe of these people because it it takes me a while, and and, and you know I I need time away from it, and it's and and those you know that time adds up, and so I think for me you know people saying oh publishing moves at a snail's pace, I just to me it seems like it moves lightning fast, and <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's probably the biggest surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, any other uh, bucket list items you're hoping to check off that readers should look forward to? Anything? Uh, <laughs> and now that you've gotten a few of them checked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I really want to, I want to run a marathon. That's one. Um, I want to learn to knit. I want to learn to speak French fluently and um, to swear in German, which is just so random. <laughs> it's something I really want to do. So, <laughs> Well, at the very least, you can come up with a lot of good ideas while you're knitting and running. So. <laughs> right, exactly. And cursing people out in German, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, congrats again on the new book and thanks for speaking Thank with you. me. Thank you so much. Once again, I've been speaking with Virginia Baker, whose novel The Witch Hunter is being published in June by Little Brown. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast.